Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Obo Wrestling Podcast. This is your guy, Two Chains, here, along with, um, we were about half of the crew. Got uh, the good Dr. M here today. What's going on? Not too much. Looking forward to talking about uh, some interesting times in WWE this week. Indeed, indeed. And uh, the great Jamal, the giant crab. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Well, we're a month away from Chicago, and I can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Aaron um, doing his due diligence on um, our Facebook feed. Make sure you check out his latest notes. Um, his last one was covering um, some more thoughts and inputs on the Superstar Shakeup as well as some early predictions for NXT TakeOver Chicago, which, um, again, half of the crew will be attending. And shout-out to the great uh, Mr. Silly Sellers for celebrating his 30th birthday today. Um, so, obviously, he's not going to be here. He has better things to do. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll celebrate with him tomorrow. But today is actually a really, really packed show. Like, this may be the largest crowd that we've ever had um, outside of our crew. I'm going to go down the list and um, – you guys can introduce yourself, um, plug your Twitter handles or your, you know, any websites or any affiliations, and, um, you know, just give us your thoughts about being on tonight. If you're excited or not, or, is, you know, you ready to take us down on the debate channel, whatever it may be. So I'm going to start off with my guy, John. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Um, my name's John Hux, and uh, I'm just looking forward to talking wrestling with you guys. I, I got to say, you got that um, Donovan Dijak pose. Now, for whoever did not check out our <laughs> Donovan Dijak was laid up just like that. And I was like, God, he makes podcasting seem easy. I'm, I'm all tense, sitting up straight with great posture. And he's laid on the couch, getting ready to make him a shake or something in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> I guess that's good. It was good 1130 at night, though. It was. It was. It was. I mean, but he's a night owl. He had to show at 12 o'clock. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's I guess he's good for that. Um going down the list. Um next person, we have my man Doug. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. Uh my Twitter is a uh, DJ Backcat. Uh I have thousands of tweets, but I have hardly said anything worth it except for that one Undertaker uh tweet that came out of nowhere. Um been a wrestling fan all my life. Um and then just uh I'm new to the whole indie scene. Uh, actually, Nova Pro was the one that, that opened my eyes to it, and I've uh, been waiting for wrestling to come here to Virginia, so very happy that they're here and, you know, fell in love with it from day one. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Support support indie wrestling. Hashtag. And yeah, you had that super-duper viral Undertaker tweet, and I think, if I remember it correctly, it said something like, Someday somebody's going to ask me where was I at when the Undertaker retired, and I'm gonna say I was right there. And I think that I think that tweet did way over like two hundred something retweets. Like, oh, it's it's billion like yeah, it, it it lit up. And and the, yeah, that's the exact quote, man. And it was such a surreal moment. Uh, my first my first WrestleMania, the first time seeing Undertaker live, 
you know, it was the last time, but it was definitely uh, a, a moment. Uh, and, and yeah, I meant every word, and I'm glad I was able to capture it. So my tweets are pretty uh, like lack, uh, lackluster, but I leave it for Dr. M to always go viral. So um, just to let you know, Doug is coming for your record because Marcus has also had some very, very viral tweets that got out there and done work. I forget the last one you did recently. Which was it again? We'll see. My tweets that go viral are usually me complaining about something. Um, so, um, but uh, I think the last one was when I was ranting about Pitbull having a spot on Mania and some other folks didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. And last but not least, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Edward. Uh, sir, introduce yourself. It's, it's a tough one. Don of uh, Head Down on Twitter, founding member of the uh, Gated Community. Champion of the one percent, Mr. Jordan, uh, Easton LaRue. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> can can you please provide us with your latest stock tips? Latest stock tips. If everyone that was smart and followed me and, and bought Ford, today you're up twenty eight cents. So uh yeah, get ready to sell tomorrow, guys, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's 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 get into it today. Um last week oh, was it last week? Um time is flying crazy. Oh uh, yeah, last week um Nova Pro had their um show, the Commonwealth Cup 2017, which was a 10 or 12 person tournament. 12. Um 12. 12 and um featured some big names such as Donovan Dijak, um uh, Jonathan Gresham, um who actually replaced Sanjay Duck. If you um listen to our last interview with uh Mike, who is the promoter for it, we went down the list of everything. But nonetheless, we have some of the biggest fans from the promotion. Here. And so uh, we just want to go over a review, give us some thoughts and inputs about um the entire show. So um let me I'm gonna start off with John real quick. We had a a, a lot of sidebar conversation about the show, and I just want to get I just want to start off with you and say Overall, was you pleased with the show? Did it go? Did you like the booking? And were your and your prediction of who was going to win? Did it come true? Uh, my prediction did come true. Um, I, I I thought a lot of um, like the homegrown stars going over for the first event is okay, but going forward, I'd like to see more of them go a little bit further in the tournament. Um. As far as like the matches go, they were all pretty good. Um, I, I, but I'm not a good big fan of uh, the Kerman, uh, any 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 John Kerman match, or uh, Tracy Williams, or yeah, hot sauce or hot sauce. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of them. <laughs> but uh, as far as the matches go, I think it was a pretty good show. <laughs> Sorry. And um, how maybe, dare you not like hot sauce? I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm jump right in. How dare you? I don't know. You put that <laughs> on everything. <laughs> Come on. We're gonna have to take this one offline, but. <laughs> but, um, but I'm with you on your pick. Nice job, because that was my pick too. I thought John brought up a really, really interesting point, and it kind of like messed up my whole mental process for the rest of the show <laughs> obviously my first initial pick was going was donovan Dijak. i thought it was um i thought he had some unfinished business in nova pro and i just thought because um you know he's been here a couple of times i thought they would you know make make his book in a little bit interesting but then i remembered the fact that you know some of these people have to get paid on appearances and when you talk about appearances it's almost as if like this person's here to sell their merch to wrestle a match and and that's it 
So it almost it's almost like contractual for them to if they win to have to face another match. So do you pay somebody that's not homegrown for two matches when you have homegrown talent that you can put over? So initially, once he you know he had that conversation with me, I was just like, oh well, there's that. But um, <laughs> after resetting, I thought it only made sense that you know initially before that um, I had of course I had Logan as my dark horse. And I thought he was going to sure face in. I did. Absolutely. Um, I thought I had him facing Dijak for the end. Then I said, maybe Sanjay. And then since Sanjay was replaced, I was like, then what? Maybe Eric? Because, I mean, obviously, those are the the Those are the storylines right there. The undefeated streak, sort of say the big name superstar returning, or the ultimate heel in the promotion. So, um, we can't talk about Logan without talking about the gay community. So, initially... <laughs> What is your thoughts about the show and um, what can we look forward to from the gated community in, in regard to his celebration? We're well financed, so you guys are going to have a good time. I mean, don't worry about that when it comes in. But uh, as, as far as everything, I mean, we picked him from the get go. You saw the Twitter feeds. I mean, you know, he's not Jesus, but I made him walk on water. Let's just say that it's like you don't you don't go against him. It, it was a smart choice. I had Eric going in against him, and I was like, this is going to be a challenge. Is his size, uh, uh, you know, it was like, okay, how are you going to take him? And it was just going through the whole thing. Uh, to, talk, to take a step back, uh, I can't watch a John Kerman match without falling asleep. It's like, get off the wow. mat. That's, that's just I'm going to say it. If he hates me for saying it, it's like I, there were people in the crowd looking around taking naps. It was like, you got to get up, and you, you can be technical, man, but you got to – you can't stay on the mat the whole time. This isn't UFC. Here, here. Yeah. You know, you got to get up and do something. It was like it was kind of like watching the tr- the triple threat or the or the uh, you know the elimination side of that. I was like, okay, Chet Chet's gonna take him out, and I go Ace Crusher right off the get go. It's like you're calling what's gonna happen. And and, and Dijak was like, after watching the show last week, I was with you. He's like, hey, would you push somebody that's gonna go, or are you gonna like stay with it? And, and the homegrown talent, how would it have been different if Sanjay was there? You know, that that's what yeah. you got to ask yourself. If Sanjay was there would have been a different scenario. But I think at the end of the day, what, what was best for business happened. And uh, there's nothing else to say about it. It's like the party's going to keep going. And you guys haven't seen nothing yet. I think you guys have seen the birth of the trifecta, as I will call it. And we all celebrated together. So if you don't like it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going right now. So. <laughs> well said. Uh, Jamal, I wanted, I wanted to ask you something. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit off air. But – with with him winning the cup and there's no belt right now, how 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 do Nova Pro or how do you think Nova Pro should properly handle such an accolade as winning the, the Commonwealth Cup? Well, we talked to Mike about it and said, um, well, is this a, since it's the Commonwealth Cup, which does include four states in Puerto Rico, you know, uh, Logan can go. Well, number one, Logan can go, can go anywhere, any damn world where he pleases because he has the money to do it. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is that with the cup comes prestige uh everybody has a belt everybody has a uh several belts and that's great and that's something that you put on your wall but how many wrestlers actually have the cup i mean in 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 hockey only one team can have the cup they have their name uh engraved on it and they're like seven or eight rings of the stanley cup it's massive if you've never seen it before in life and forever until the end of time but to the, to the mole people come out of the ground and kill us all, Logan Easton LaRoe, no matter what, will be first on that cup. No one can ever take that away from him. 
So as far as where do they go, making a belt or anything like that, I don't, I'm not entirely, they already have belts. Uh, Chuck Sterling has the light heavyweight champion, basically, and I guess, and uh, C.W. Anderson is the uh, PWI world heavyweight champion. He's a thousand years old. So it's only a matter of time before somebody uh, <laughs> takes that off his hands, before he goes to Boca Raton or retires. So good. They have the cup. That's what makes it special. And if there's anything that you've seen, where you've seen Logan Ace LaRoe wrestle, whether he wrestles as a NASCAR driver, an IndyCar driver that or who wrestles in his part time, or he you know takes his trips through his various gated communities, the one thing that you can say about Logan is that he's synonymous with the word special, and the cup makes it special. Dude, y'all going for y'all going for it today with the speeches. I can't even compete right now. I might I might hand over the moderator. I might hand over the moderator privileges right now because I'm suffering. Yeah, I was I was gonna take notes and I'm like I can't. I'm like, Holy crap! I'm gonna have to wait until it's posted on online. Oh my goodness! Sheesh. Okay, I'm afraid so. to talk now. <laughs> What's next for Eric Rohr, you guys? What 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 does he do now? Um, the undefeated streak obviously carried a strong prestige with him, but he lost it, clean at that. Logan's so like five, five, there's no there's five, nothing six. to be said there. Logan's like five 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 six something like that, but it doesn't matter because everyone is looking up to him. So no matter if it's Eric Royal or Dijak or whoever in the hell they Hillbilly Jim, if they want to fly him in. Everyone is looking up to Logan Easton LaRoe. He's the top of the pyramid. He's the cream of the crop. You know, everything that he, you know, no matter who it is, every he, he's the guy. He is the man. And like it or not, all roads go through several gated communities. Do you have your pass <laughs> to get in? Um, I think not. We are taking memberships right now, guys, for uh, W2 submitted to us, and we'll take care of it. <laughs> Make sure your credit score is right. You're not getting in the gated community if your credit score ain't legit. <laughs> 700 or better. Deal with it. Uh, you don't need credit. You need cash. <laughs> oh your credit's God. no good. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot my next thought. <laughs> Who's I'm, I'm, say, I'm not say? happy that Eric Royal lost, by the way. I think he, he really... He he beaten a lot of guys that I don't, just don't think he had business beating up like Dijak and uh, Chris Hero, even even his match against Gresham, which was great. Uh, you know, I, good match. I know good match. yeah, and you know, a lot of people tell me I'm just a hater, and and I know it comes across as hate, but it's just I just don't see him as 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 he's good, but the guys he's been facing are, are way more talented. Or maybe I don't I don't know how long he's been a pro. But I think he still has ways to go. And I think the streak, it was nice while it lasted. But, you know, I'm glad, it, you know, it ended. And I'm definitely glad it came at the hands of Logan. I, 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 oh, real, real quick, I think that uh, to counter that, and, and, to, and I agree with you, uh, uh, Logan, uh, not Logan, he's, he's great, but uh, Royal, rather, is rather one-dimensional. I haven't seen a range from Eric Royal. Um, he's beaten some pretty formidable competition, and I think that's great. Establish him as a character, but as far as everybody that can do, everybody can do the work in the ring. That's why they're there. But who is this character, and why should I care? And as far as the character goes, I think that that needs a little bit more development out of the bastard cousin of Ice Cube, um, which is you know fine, but that only gets you so far. Oh man, you're, you're I, right on point. I can't agree. I can't agree anymore. 
And you know, not that the not that the shriek doesn't exist. Now, why are you coming to see him? Is the thing. Where yeah. does he take his character? He he has he may have the most approved on the next show, because now that right. like I said, now that that's not following him, why am I invested in his character? Why am I invested in the person who's even facing him? I mean, you know, it's, it's, go, ahead. go ahead. Now, I was just gonna say, in all honesty, I would like to see his career now at Nova Pro go the other way. Have him now all of a sudden he loses his next match and he loses his next match. And how does he react? You know, because this whole time he's been this happy guy uh, dancing, high fiving well, with the fans, you know, doing the, all of that. Dumb to, stuff. Be, to be fair, but, in one match uh, versus Ryo last year, he was the heel. And uh, that didn't uh, work yeah. too well. Yeah, that didn't work right, too well. Right. And he almost immediately said, well, screw it. I'm just yeah. going to murder the guy. You're right. Um, yeah. We had a lot of conversation about that during the match and afterwards too. We were right. a little confused. I mean, it was basically thing. like it was basically the New Jay Edge and Christian deal where they were like, "Well, this is clearly not working. We're going to do something <laughs> very different with Rodney now." Yeah. And ever since then, it's just been kind of business as usual. But it, yeah, you're right. He definitely has the most to prove out of any of the regulars to come through. Yeah. Okay. Look, Logan is not the first and focal point on the Great Gatsby. Yes, he is. No, I uh, think. Uh, on the flyer, on the flyer, he's Logan not the first. is the focal point of everything that Nova Pro does until someone takes the cup from him. I'm talking about it's on the flyer. Really rare. He, on the flyer, he has the AJ Styles treatment right now. He's not the person in the middle. He's he's the next person to the side. Should we be really should we be blowing up Mike mentions right now about this? I think I'll do with Mike on my own. I mean, it's kind of like you know, like I said, if, if you don't want to if you don't want to give him something, you don't want to crown him, then I'll crown him because the people are crowning him whether you like it or not. So, you know, we're going to have the party. We're going to celebrate and we're going to bring it into the house. You know, I mean, I'd be, I'd be the, me, the most hated person in that arena. doesn't bother me. I'm going to sit there and celebrate because the boy won. It's, it's think, a fact. And people, you know, it's a respect thing. If he doesn't have t-shirts, he don't want to give the people t-shirts. I'll give the people t-shirts. People can't afford t-shirts anyway. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the flyer now, Jimmy Rave, who's making his first appearance, he gets to be in the middle? What's that yeah. about? That's that's exactly what well, I'm talking that, about. That's, that's, that's no another thing that hasn't been, but that's another thing that has been spoken. We all know that the Great Gatsby is a, a play on words of the Great Gatsby, and if you know that story as a fan of Logan, I'm offended. So you, I'm just saying it's a little bit of shade thrown thrown his way, and, and you know that's that's really unjust because he is the champion of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Colonel Sanders ain't got nothing on him. <laughs> uh john you, you brought up trip um trip cassie the last time uh, we talked to and how i think we had um sort of say problems with his character sort of the say thing about trip that i don't understand is he's just heel but he doesn't have like a meanness to him like you know how like kevin sullivan wasn't the biggest guy but he got the point across and i just don't feel like trip like fits in with the carnies he like he has like the look down actually when he was with uh that priscilla girl uh priscilla kelly mm -hmm. it it worked uh with the whole when she when they they traded the gum and <laughs> wait that wasn't me that was disgusting by the way <laughs> yes it was I, 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 but, i'm all for recycling but that was horrendous <laughs> but 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 that was the only time I like connected him to, to him as a heel, and he just feels like he was trying to to, to talk uh, during the match, and I just didn't understand what his motive. Yeah, 
And not to mention, I mean, the whole the whole we knew Air World wasn't going to lose there, so it was just it just wasn't a lot of it, it, that match didn't have a lot of momentum. And you know what? I always praise Nova Pro about their pacing of their matches, and I like John Kerman, but I thought him being the second match just wasn't the fit. I've always liked how we see Cutie and the Beast around either the first match of the second half or around the first or second match in the first half. If not, then we get Sandwich Squad um, on the contrary. So, you know, to see a great match in the beginning and then the sort of say MMA styles type of match in this, in the, um, for the second match, the momentum was down. And then, you know, to kind of close it out with this mistaken identity crisis sort of say match with Royal and, and Cassie, I, it just I just wasn't invested and, and all the chattering and everything. I was just like this this let's just end this match real quick and go to the hand. So but um before we before we trans over transition over to Raw Smackdown talk, um any other comments from about Nova Pro Commonwealth Cup or going into the next show next month? Um I just wanna uh, comment. I mean for me the highlight of, of the Commonwealth Cup were actually the first round matches. I was each match was so different, it, each match felt so very unique. Yeah, but but the three-way matches they just felt weird to me. Um, they felt really short, uh, and the main event was was definitely short. I, I mean, I don't know if they just ran out of time. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm glad Logan won. But what was I think it was like six minutes, and I mean that match was huge. You know, it was the culmination mm-hmm. of what Logan has done so far. It was the end of the streak. For me, that match should have been a lot bigger than than what it was. You know. Um, I- I can say from my comments that I felt like um, there was some timing issue, not because of the time we actually got out, but because of the fact that Mike kind of gave us a heads up. He was like, you know, um, we're trying to do better management on timing for this show, so we're not going to do um, the promote the promotional plugs uh, before the match. So we're just going to just, you know, um, do promotional plug either in the beginning of the show or after the show instead of specifically for the match you sp- uh, that you sponsored. So... That was already an indication that they had time problems, but then you know they added matches and then the important matches were short. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, the pacing yeah. just seemed just a little off uh, for yeah. this show. The four and four, the five and five was, was too long. But yeah. I, actually, that's one of the things I'm actually looking forward to at the show is the Curing the Beast versus the Carnage, uh, where Curing the Beast have challenged them to a street fight. Yeah, um, I don't think the Carnage have accepted yet, but I think that should be good because I like seeing uh, Innocent Isaiah when he loses it because he's a completely different wrestler when he's absolutely when he's, he's, yeah. he's definitely one of the uh, best attractions for Nova Pro right now. He does he definitely puts in the work. And shout out to everybody for coming out that day because you know from everything that's happened with the JCC that weekend, the place was packed. So. Yeah. Um, not to steal Jamal's quote, but Evil didn't win, and everybody came out supporting the show, loved, um, donated, and you know it was a traditional Nova Pro crowd. So, again, shout out to everybody that did not let any of the the hate crime sort of say deter them from coming out. Um, but let's let's get into Raw and SmackDown this week. Um, I have. Oh dear God. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into maybe the most controversial, not controversial, but the most talked about subject this week and that's definitely with Jinder Mahal first of all being uh traded over or switched over I don't, I don't know if it's a trade whatever, whatever they want to call it but he was moved over to Smackdown live thrown away he was thrown away <laughs> yeah, yeah basically <laughs> he transitioned over to Smackdown live um Smackdown line had a six member 
number one contenders match with the no, 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 no. He was transitioned to SmackDown and lost right away again to Mojo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we thought he was getting ready to just be back on his squash uh, spree again. Um, <laughs> for, for a minute, I almost was sure he was destined to become part of 3MB again. Okay. Until Heath Slater was like one of the last two people announced <laughs> to go to Raw. So I was almost sure that was happening. But again, it didn't. Um, Jenner, Jenner has some tough skin right now because he's been getting the, the, the talk of steroids and um, how he injured Finn Balor, sort of say. And, you know, people coming for him saying he should be fired. He's dirty, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up on SmackDown Live in the number one contenders match. And I'm seeing people tweeting automatically saying, if he wins, we ride. And he just never stood a chance just for him to win. Jenner Mahal is your number one contender. For this uh, SmackDown World Heavyweight Championship, where he will face Randy Orton at whatever uh, pay per view that is, and this there's a lot to talk about. I think it's Backlash uh, in Chicago day after we leave. It is yeah. Backlash. Okay, Backlash. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're we're not staying for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be home. We'll be we'll be coming. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what I have not been able to confirm, and you guys can chime in and tell me what you think. Uh, or if you heard this as well, but I've also heard that on Payback, the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton match is no longer for the title. What? I haven't. So it it is exclusively being um, advertised as a House of Horrors match, and just between the two, but no, not for the championship. So, um, has anybody heard that or can confirm that? I have not, but I feel for Bray. At least on the Wikipedia page, yeah, they they don't have the title listed anymore. It just has the House of Horrors match. So that ultimately means that um, there will not be a blue belt somehow reappearing on SmackDown, which I was saying. So don't disregard that. But the belt will stay on SmackDown, which means legitimately that Randy Orton is going to face Jinder Mahal for the belt. (laughs) So (laughs) the simple question is, what is your guys' remark of Jinder Mahal being in this situation at the home or the land of opportunities? And we emphasize the land of opportunities, and he definitely has grasped that. So... What do you guys think? And also, too, um, he's also seems to be getting ready to be in another stable with the Bollywood boys coming to his aid. And the rumor reports are also saying that they are going to be uh, attached to him for this whole run. So, you know, what is what is everybody's thoughts? And just just jump in there, whatever you think. So I, I had this in the news, but um, I guess we can get to it early then. Uh, WWE has uh, has um, announced a new general manager for India. Uh, TNA and uh, Impact and Anthem Giant Bird Entertainment has uh, always had inroads in India. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has been going over there, and he's been doing all his due diligence to make India a thing. Makes sense. It's the second largest country in the world, and everybody has a TV. But the deal is that WWE wants a piece of the pie. So because Rusev is injured, unfortunately, Mahal got stepped up as your traditional traditional, um, anti-American character. So the deal is, is that while they're pushing India, they're going to use Mahal, at least for the time being, because payback is in or backlash is in a month, to jumpstart that brand over in India and maybe get some eyes on the uh, TV sets over there. Um, will that Does that mean that he'll win and become um, uh, the most relevant thing from India since Tiger Ali Singh? Probably not. But um, it's definitely, they're definitely pull, pulling both sides. Um, where they're trying to market to India. Meanwhile, uh, bring up another heel. And the news I have, a potential new heel that they want to bring over 
another former TNA talent. Okay, so... so overall, though, I like it. It's different. I mean, people complain all the time about how WWE does the exact same thing, build the exact same storylines, and then once we get something different, people complain that it's not their guy. Well, it could be interesting. I, I like... I like gender. I I really hate that that we always got to have the one anti-American heel guy. Why can't he just be a heel? Why does he have to do the whole anti-American thing? Um, I, he looks great. I think he's improved a lot. Like he his wrestling matches are a lot better. Um, and and I don't know about you guys, but when he got on the mic, I like the way his delivery. How he almost reminded me of like Razor Ramon, that slow but menacing, fierce way of talking. And um, so I really like his promo. I was actually surprised. I didn't know he, he actually had gotten even better on the mic. So I'm all for it, but I'm just not, I'm, I'm against the whole anti-US thing. I'm just so done with it. I'm, it's just. Well, it, to be fair, it's the easiest heat that one can get without building someone. And, uh, and coming into your town with the opposite team sports jersey on, coming into a country with another, <laughs> with a rival country's uh, shirt on, it's just the easiest way to build cheap heat. And also, Vince McMahon is 70 freaking years old. He's stuck in that 80s Iron Sheik, uh, Nikita Koloff uh, type of a deal where we're just going to throw commies at people and have them immediately hate them for no reason. But it's 2017. I mean, come on. Right. And Vince McMahon's head is 1987. Goddamn, your thoughts on this? Well, I have to admit, I was initially one of those one of those people, one of those fans that was pissed <laughs> when when gender won. Um, especially, I mean, it's not so much that he won, but it's, he was in a match with the likes of people like Luke Harper and Sami Zayn, so it really made no sense, right? But uh, the more I think about it, the more I I can start to get behind it a little bit, in part because it will put Randy Orton in a feud that is much more interesting than whatever this thing that's happening with Bray Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt is putting me to sleep more and more these days. Um, <laughs> we see we see his same sort of rambling, unintelligible promos on now Raw and SmackDown every week. And, you know, to be honest, it's gotten old. So this is, this is new, this is fresh, and I'm curious to see where it goes. I agree. I, I said the same thing. A lot of people mad, but let's just, let's just let this play out a little bit and see where it goes. John, your comments. Um, what was it? Uh, well, I think that what, what, what threw me off was like, it was Jinder's moment. Then Randy came out and just kind of like punked him out and then it went <laughs> right into the Bray Wyatt stuff. But I think what, what will happen, well, what, one good thing about this is, is that there's finally going to be a match where the fans are a hundred percent behind a guy. Um, because everybody's going to be behind Randy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, it brings Ginger up and the Sing, uh, the Sing brothers, uh, you know, formerly known as the Bollywood boys. Um, it, it'll position them to feud with, uh, probably the new day whenever the new day comes back, like a new three on three match. I think that that's where they're going and they're raising Ginger and the Sing brothers, uh, profile so they can feud with the new day. Very interesting. Could this could this be the India Bullet Club? I mean, you have gender <laughs> and you have uh, Bollywood. Uh, you know, the Bullet Scrubs. Exactly. As long as there's no air guitar being played, I don't even care. Just <laughs> I really don't want to see three MB reincarnation 2.0 by any means. But there has to be some stereotype because it's WWE. So don't be surprised if you see like a seven armed elephant 
uh, marching down the uh, ramp with gender or something like that. Is there any chance Ray <laughs> Kali makes his return here? <laughs> well, I would hope not because Punjab and Northern India, not exactly the closest of friends. That's a different problem that may piss off the locals back in India that the China went over. But um, <laughs> but still, as long as we don't have another Punjabi prison match, I don't really care what they do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any other comments on uh, Jinder Mahal, number one contender, before we transition to the next topic? I stand with transgender Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we just make a note that the six guys that were, you know, those six guys were fighting for a shot of the world title while AJ Styles is fighting for the U.S. title? I mean, doesn't that seem backwards? I don't even know what to say about that. I, honestly, I I thought about it for a while, and I just don't get it. I I don't. I really don't get it. I don't. This this is one of those situations where I say we really do got to let this play out. But there has to be some reason why AJ is is trickling down with the U.S. title right now, and it's, there's a weight game or something here. And I think they really are trying to like really make the transition from the superstar shakeup complete after these first initial two pay per views. And then the real storyline is supposed to be happening. I mean, we're talking about Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. And so, um, I, I, you know, whatever next is for AJ or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just the weight, the weight game here for sure. But I don't know. It's, back in the pitch. I, I, I will say this, though. If AJ does win the belt and he's able to bring, sort of say, attention to it, it's good for him. Because the U.S. championship has been irrelevant since the John Cena Open Challenge. And God. I hate saying that, but it was it's so true. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, so moving on to the next topic, we're gonna talk about Raw a little bit. And I've been saying this for a while, and I think I don't think we're gonna have much to talk about here because I'm sure we're all gonna agree. Um, not my not by this initial comment, but I always said that Braun Strowman was the Vincent Man next project. We had a a show on this, and I think the debate lasted for about 20 minutes. But he's absolutely, I feel, is the next Vince McMahon project because of the, his size. He's the he's another over big monster. Nonetheless, though, Braun Strowman has been being booked great. Do anybody disagree? Matter of fact, if you disagree, just wait. <laughs> but Braun Strowman <laughs> has been being booked great over his initial split from the Wyatt family and sister draft, and he has huge momentum right now. And um. Silly Sellers basically wants to say, do we go ahead and let him go over Roman here or whatever? But nonetheless, his momentum and and his booking has been great. Ultimately, how do we see this being played out over the next few months? Do we put him near gold? Do we keep letting him wreak havoc? Like, like what's next? And if you don't agree with his booking, what is your comments? And um, we will start with Jamal since he raised his hand like we in our in elementary school. Thank you, teacher. So yes, <laughs> I, I disagree that uh, Braun is being booked well. Um, are his antics of deadlifting and ambulance entertaining? Absolutely. So real. Any, real. any chance to smash Roman Reigns, I'm all for it. <laughs> he literally Shout out to the people that, that made the protest saying he should be fired for that. Like You guys are like absolutely well, great fans. It's still real to them. But, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, and he literally dumped uh, Kalisto in the uh, trash can. Okay, all cool. <laughs> However, by the way, Kalisto's on Raw, and that's how they introduced Kalisto on Raw by being dumped right. in trash. Well, be- better than Elias Sampson. But then again, this is coming <laughs> from the this is coming from the com- the company that had super crazy and psychosis on goddamn lawnmowers. 
So I don't, you know, right. But that you're cutting my grass as we speak. So, so with that said, though, um, I don't think that he's being booked great because remember, the only person that matters on his level is Brock Lesnar. And what happened when he got face to face with Brock Lesnar? He didn't run him over, uh, you know, he threw him into the back of an ambulance. He didn't bury him alive. He didn't put him through the ring. He didn't break anything. He, he walked away. So none of this matters. All of this is fluff because the only person that is the champion is Brock Lesnar. Wherever he is, killing Moose with his bare hands and banging Sable. No, nothing matters because he has the belt. Roman doesn't have the belt. Lesnar does. So what does it matter if he if he drops a submarine on him? The only person that he needs to be concerned about is Brock Lesnar, who is nowhere to be found. All right, Eric, comments. I mean, if I stop laughing for five seconds, I mean it's <laughs> it, 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 it's all fluff and filler. That's pretty much how it is. It's it, it it's the build up to Lesnar. That's all you can that's all you can serve him. I mean, you know, I'd like to see. I thought Roman would have died. It'd been perfect for me because I'm I'm tired of seeing him on TV, but. You know, for, for overall, it's like, you know, it's, it's all it is is a buildup. I can't say it anymore. I think you guys pretty much hit it straight up. It's You, you want to see him face Lesnar, and that's what the big buildup is. So, you know, why waste our time every every Monday? I get, I'd rather watch something else. You know, Golden Girls is on TV. Not <laughs> <laughs> them. Uh, I agree pretty much with what everyone said so far. Um I think it's only a matter of time before Braun gets the title. Uh, if not this year, then certainly by WrestleMania, he will have been a champion at least once. Uh, and it feels like fluff right now, but it's only a matter of time before he runs over Brock Lesnar like he did Roman Reigns. This is all an elaborate setup that we just kind of have to work through for the next few months, I think. But it, it is coming. Two months, tops. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 on another note too, uh, Brock Lesnar is not a, a scheduled to appear until June. So like, yeah, fluff filler, whatever you want to call it, imitation <laughs> crap. That's what's happening right. <laughs> John, so then what, what about that um thirty day rule that they kept sticking by to get the belt off of people, and then Brock Lesnar's not showing up until June after winning it in April? Yeah, oh, I got the. It only I'm, applies to certain people. Yeah, oh. Naomi, <laughs> Naomi, Finn oh. Balor. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, comments on this? Um, yeah, I, I don't really know where they're going. Like, like the fans are behind Strowman now, which is not what they wanted. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, are they gonna are they gonna let him beat Roman though? No. Like, I, and I would hope so. Roman, then you know, then where does he go? Well, that's the kind of corner that they backed themselves into. Yeah. Uh, make Roman look strong has been the mantra for the last, well, ever, since yeah. he broke up with the Shield. And then you have a guy like like uh, Strowman, who's a legit monster heel that they've been looking for since ever. And now you what should be this dream match between your top baby face that gets booed out of the building and your top heel that gets cheered, like, you know, a Roman Gladiator walking into the arena. And they don't know what to make heads or tails of it. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're what they going to do. The smart money would say, uh, let them have their match, and then start building the program towards Lesnar at SummerSlam. What will probably happen is, uh, if Roman will squash him with seventeen Superman punches, 
and four spears. <laughs> yeah, no, yep. I, I agree with Jamal's initial point. It's like none of it matters until he faces Lesnar and he actually wins. Um, but I'm done with Strowman. I mean, I feel for him because I actually like him. I think he's good. But the only one he keeps being put over is the Big Show. And I, I don't know about you guys, but the Big Show just looks so damn old and tired on, during these matches. I mean, I literally, he's like sweating bullets. He, I think he literally can get up. I mean, when he's fighting. And, you know, uh, no, but I mean, you know, I, because huh? John, John Cone, the referee, took a bigger bump than he did falling out of the ring. Exactly. And the Big yeah. Show's still there. He's still in there. That was hilarious. That was so fun. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like they, they keep doing this with Braun Strowman since before the, the Royal Rumble. They build him up, and then he loses the big match. And then he gets punked down. And really, that's what he they're doing. They keep punking him. You know, Royal Rumble comes, you know, he gets punked by The Undertaker. He gets punked by Roman Reigns. He got eliminated by, by Corbin, which I did like that because I'm a big fan of Corbin. But then, mm -hmm. then you bring him back and try to build him up again only to have The Undertaker come out and he slowly backs away into the crowd. And I'm like, you know, if he's such a beast, he wouldn't back out from The Undertaker. I know you're building right. up to Roman Reigns, but so unless they, they haven't beat Roman, and I don't think it's going to happen. It's the exact same thing that they're doing with Bray Wyatt, what they're doing to Braun Strowman. And for, for years, people have been saying that Wyatt, Bray Wyatt couldn't win the big one until he finally did, and, and good for him. Um, and then, you know, within months, he's traded to Raw. Strowman, same thing. He's getting to that point where you're building him as this person that can only be matched by the biggest, baddest dude in the, in the, uh, in the game. And when he finally meets Lesnar again, he, he backs down. It's that same mentality of, well, we, we want to believe you, but we're not seeing the proof. Yeah. Where, where's the proof that, that Strowman is this guy? And I do agree that flipping an ambulance is impressive and all that stuff. But he didn't do that versus Lesnar, the only guy that matters. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've been kind of stuck at your initial point, and I thought, and I remember exactly how I feel. You know, to see the big guy come up against the next big guy, no matter who it is, you know, even if there's no type of altercation, I mean, the eye to eyes is pivotal in wrestling. Period. Everybody likes to stare off, and to see Braun Strowman backtrack and kind of like retreat. Right? Yeah, that's not a good look for your monster among men. So, you know, whatever. Any, anywho, to move on to the next topic, uh, before we move on to the next topic, did you guys see his new shirt? I like the shirt. You have a nice shirt? Yeah, it's a nice shirt. I wouldn't buy it, but it's a nice shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a, if they got a sale, I, I might get it. I expect a little bit more, but I mean, it's cool. It's, it's all right. At least he got merch because there's a lot of other people out there that oh, right, need yeah. new merch. Wait so. until if he actually beats somebody, though, because if not, you're just going to be mad at yourself <laughs> for buying it. And, and yeah, I, I would hope that it doesn't do the same thing that a James Ellsworth shirt does for people. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, can we not talk about him tonight? Yeah, can <laughs> we talk about that? We're about to talk about him right now, actually. <laughs> And this is a simple question. Becky Lynch called out James Ellsworth and basically told Shane McMahon and Dan Bryan make it happen. She wanted to wrestle him. Cool. We know that's not happening. But nonetheless, do we see James Ellsworth wrestle? And if he does wrestle, will it be in the women's division? Because I don't know who. Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? There's no chin in hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, well, I'm not even sure. Maybe this maybe this one shouldn't have been a topic. Maybe this should have been on Do We Care? <laughs> James Ellsworth <laughs> ever wrestled. I think I actually have it for Do We Care. This, you know what? Still, just do it again. I don't even care. Just do it again. How does he get TV time and Becky Lynch is nowhere to be seen? <laughs> why are people saying he's officially a member of the women's division? Why why is that happening right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm calling I'm calling it now. He's a he's gonna be the women's champ sometime this year. You know what? Is he being booked, sort of say, like um what's his name? Oh my god, um the Cobra. Santino, Santino yes. Is he going down that alley soon? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't see him dressing like Santina did, but I I can still see him somehow getting the women's title this year. <laughs> I can't wait for him to turn on 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 his girl. And for yeah, that, that's, that's, that was you know what? I'm very I'm very surprised they did not she did not um move from the superstar shakeup to to sort of let's just talk about this real quick because this is the next topic as well too. Um, with the okay, so first off. They, I, I can't even remember the source, but I have this written down as the superstar. I mean, I'm sorry, the WWE draft um, is not happening this year. This is being rumored that it would have happened after SummerSlam, but it's not happen, happening. And the superstar shakeup is the replacement for that. Oh. So with that being said, was that was that the right call? And other than if it's the right call or not, um, from the results and the transi- the transactions that's been made, how do you feel about them? And what are some of the other moves that you probably wish should have happened or moves that probably should not have happened? The, so the draft I'm just going to never made sense in the first place. The superstar shakeup never made sense. Um, if they're trying to make it legitimize the situation like a sports team does, uh, you don't just go, okay, every baseball player, you're not on the team anymore. Who are you going to wind up with next year? No, that's not how that works. You sign multi-year contracts. You sign, you know, you have free agency. You can only be a, an eligible free agent after a certain amount of years. So we, so if you, uh, and baseball gets a lot more complicated than that, but if you have, pick a guy, that's your guy. So if you want to have all of a sudden, so like are no drafts just not possible, not draft, but trades not possible throughout the year? With all the people that get hurt, with all the people that get injured, uh, with all the people that move on to other stuff like that, do they not? You know, they just appear out of nowhere. Oh, it's somebody from NXT. When were they signed? Yeah. Smackdown has dropped the ball. Smackdown dropped the ball on that the entire time. First of all, I agree, and I don't want to get onto this too much because I really get passionate and angry about it, but the draft was handled poorly, and to all the other episodes that I've expressed on it, definitely just go check it out there. But to the uh, the, um, Superstar Shake-Up comment, too, Shaman Man kind of avoided, sort of say, how it was done or what made the moves or the transactions happening by his initial comments with Charlotte, sort of say, like, well, we're really happy for you to be here. And he almost kind of wanted to say, like, yeah, it was a no-brainer that we had to have you, but that would have entitled, well, what did that mean? Well, did you give up for her? Or, you know, what was the what was the trade-off for that? So, again, it didn't make sense to me either. Obviously, the rumors took over, and when you think about even the parallels, like, Okay, I'll get Charlotte, who's arguably the best woman, the the the, the champion for the almost the entire time after the draft, and you give me uh, uh well, that would be name? a trade, and that would actually make sense. I mean, the the problem is is that there were no trades. It was just let's just start the show off with Dean Ambrose again yeah. and and the Miz for no reason at all. 
I guess yeah. they're here. Yeah. It, it just it's just silly. Th that was John Cena. It wasn't the miss. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you feel uh, that. Dr. <laughs> Dr. M, your 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 any anywhere comments on this? Why, like I said, how do you feel about the news or transactions that should have been made or shouldn't have been made? Just go for it. Uh, well, I must say, I actually am happy with the superstar shakeup. I like it. Uh, I'm also, I fully support there not being a draft. Um, if you're going to have two separate brands, have two separate brands. Right. And really spend a long time developing those rosters. And I agree with Jamal. Like if we're going to have the, the shake up fine, but I, I like the idea of, of trades. Right. It makes it feel more like a sport, like the mainstream sports that a lot of fans follow. So um, I would go with that. But definitely no, no further drafts this year. Uh, I think you're overdoing it at that point. Yeah. Like I said, I just can't stop emphasizing the fact that. If you wasn't going to handle the draft properly and in familiar form with other sports, how they handle drafts, then you shouldn't have Booker T, Lita, and whoever else. I think Jerry the King Lawler advertising it as such, saying, oh, you never know what's going to happen. There's going to be trades. There's going to be call-ups. There's going to be teams being split. And none of that happened. None of that happened. I mean, the call-ups, yeah, I get it. But then, on the contrary, they're like, oh, Mick Foley sounds the hottest free agent in Bailey. So it was like, well, well, how? And if you do do that, then why is SmackDown having these jobbers appear? And like, are they signed? Because they're on your they're on your show. And then you do have people that come up, and they're just there. So you know, I'm cool with the draft because I don't want the I don't want the emotional tie like I was last year for it, and I actually was invested because I thought it was going to be cool. Everybody likes drafts in every sport, so you know, even fantasy football and whatever sports, everybody likes drafts. So just for it to be handled the way it is. I think the superstar shakeup was a fair trade, even though that still was much of a blur. But I guess I guess to to, to um, start off with tr transactions, I thought should have been made. First of all, I think Tyus O'Neill should have moved because he has no business on Raw, um, no momentum. <laughs> Move to where NXT? <laughs> maybe a prayer on SmackDown, maybe. But you know he's advertising the Titus brand, which now just um, uh, recruited whatever that guy name is, Cruz. Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews. No, but isn't Titus being released soon? Not soon I enough. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I wouldn't be surprised, but, you know, I don't know what's happening with him. Um, I would like the club. I would like to see the club move, and I would like to see Carmella also re get reunited with Big Cass and Enzo because they're also losing momentum. The Hardy Boys said, uh-uh, none of that. And the other thing about um, Enzo and Cass is, too, I started noticing that, Enzo is not getting no mic time now. I don't know if he's made a mistake or something, Good. but he comes in initially, says his bada bing bada boom, and then uh big casket to say all the little um lines and and basically whatever city there. And so you know they're, they're losing a lot and losing a lot. Yeah. Just... Go ahead. So, I, I said it when they were in NXT, their entrance is way too long. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, um, WrestleMania, we did this little game and we made a prediction of how long uh, the interest is going to be. And um, I want and shout out to D Wayne for being salty because I got it right. And he's mad because we didn't do a curve on the on the on the score. So whatever. Uh, John, what's your comments on the superstar shakeup? Uh, um, to piggyback uh, about it being two separate brands. 
Um, I think the more that you can keep them apart, uh, like the interaction between the two brands, the bigger like the dream matches can happen again. But it, it's going to take like a concentrated effort to do that. You know, two to three years of not having these people outside of like the Rumble and whatnot um, interacting with each other. So I th yeah. I think that uh, the wrestling fans' uh, short-term memory is shorter than it can be because we don't remember what happened last year at the Rumble until they started uh, setting up the pre-taped packages, reminding us uh, about it. Because so much happens in the scope of a month, let alone uh, a year. Uh, with that said, I think that they should model it kind of like how Major League Baseball has it, where you have the AL, you have the NL, they really don't see each other, kind of, sort of, maybe they do. And then you have your big match at the uh, championship game between the two sides. Um, NXT, if they treat it as a minor league system, then fine. You know, have people draft people from NXT. That should be the thing to look forward to every year. Have the draft on NXT, have those guys sweat it out for two hours, and see where people are going to go. Have trades being made. It gives people to watch the network. But they don't really do it that way, even though they want to do it kind of like sports. It's It doesn't really make sense, and that's why the whole thing is kind of lost on a lot of people, where it's like, oh, we're really shaking things up now? What does that mean? <laughs> and they still haven't explained it. Ever your comments. Well, I like to see Miz stay put. I thought, you know, that would that left a lot of potential on SmackDown. I like to see Roman maybe even move and, and you know unite with the Usos. I mean, you, you got to try to build these guys and and go with what the fans want so much. It'd have been nice to have, you know, I could see Roman has a heel with his family and then establish that. And then we talk about guys like Titus. Is like you can regulate in soccer. You can put bums back down where they belong. And it's like. If you're not working on the main level, fine. Put them back down in NXT. Make it earn it back, man. It's like use them as a system as opposed to like, you know, hey, this little shakeup or draft, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's like it, don't confuse the story with adding more, you know, more headaches and more questions to it. And, you know, I, every time they do it, like every year, like just do a damn lottery. Pull it out. Let the computer decide. And, and then get on with the show. You know, deal with it afterwards. You don't have to drag it. Oh, a surprise guest. I'm like, come on. You know, we're not, yeah. we're grown men, you know. Yeah, so. I've said it before, and I think that, that talent should be demoted to NXT. Yeah. Um, instead of just having the shining stars flounder every week or have Apollo <laughs> Crews, it, it's not, um, it's not a, a, a um, demerit to be sent down to NXT. You've got to know where your competition is. The Vault yeah. Villains, for example, would still be a team if yeah. they had just been sent down to NXT to rework their, uh, their, their gimmick. And not everybody's main roster ready. Not everybody's gimmick is main roster worthy. Yeah. Um, and obviously, to the to the Roman point, I mean, the Usos go, going heel has re-created um, them, made them relevant, they're champions, and it's worse. Everything about it works. So, um, you know, I was watching Total Divas, too, and I had to say I was thinking about... Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I was watching Total Divas, and he seems to have a problem with that. But I was hey, watching say Total that Divas one more time. Right? Let me make a, a little clip out of that. Say one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, if, if I gotta stop throwing people under the bus here, I will. <laughs> but I watch Total Divas, and it's wrestling related. That is way better than a lot of other people I know who has to watch shows at gunpoint that I won't watch. <laughs> but do you so watch Total Bellas? <laughs> um, no. Uh, totally irrelevant. I'm not. He takes uh, it. Total Bellas, the low budget Kardashian show. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> if you were Hulu tries to make me watch it, that is an absolute no. Um, 
to the point where Trinity, um, aka Naomi, was um she re she reinvented herself with the glow theme, and you know the um her husband Jay, sort of say was back backing her like, look, go for it because you've been here for about seven or ten years. I can't remember what it is, and they keep overlooking you. So it's time for you to put matters in your own hand. I actually think that that actually motivated them to say like this face paint gimmick and whatever is not going to continue to work for us, and we're going to bank on our own thing. And they did it, and it worked. So I'm also wondering too, like, do you have that conversation with your cousin to say, Roman, like, I know you're like the top guy, but you're still part of the shield. Like you are the sole reason why the shield can always still happen because you haven't changed one bit. He doesn't even, he's not even healed yet. He's not even acknowledging that he's healed yet. So it's like, he's scared to take chances. His cousins did it. It worked. His his cousin-in-law or whatever did it and it worked. That should be motivation alone for him to do it. And I thought, I think also to, to your point that if he would have uh, switched over, it could have worked for him. Not saying that people aren't still overly fans of him, obviously petitioning for Braun Strowman to get fired because he hurt and went <laughs> overboard on Roman. And God, I wish I knew who made that because that just, I can't even, I, I can't, I can't get with some people on Twitter sometime, man. They, they take this stuff way too personal. Instead of coming well, on, on our show and having fun. You know? Put him on the show next week. <laughs> I'm trying, man. If I, if I could, man. Let's find him. <laughs> oh, man. And, and you know, it, it is what it is. But, Doug, last comments for um, the Superstar Shake-Up. Nah, I, th- I think we covered it all. The only one I didn't didn't like was Bray Wyatt. I don't think he was giving a fair yeah. run at the, at the world title. I think he could have done a lot more. I think he could have, you know, made this feel we're in the Orton war. I mean, he's he's not going to get a rematch now That I mean, based on what you're saying. He's not going to get payback for his house being burned down. And then, you know, and, uh, and I wanted to see him versus AJ Styles. That's that's another match I wanted to see because I oh, think everyone who has faced AJ Styles has brought up their game up three levels. I mean, AJ Styles made Roman Reigns look good, made him wrestle. So I think a match with, with Bray would have been great. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see him next year. But that was the only move that I thought didn't really work for me. I agree. And I mean, obviously the House of Horrors is gonna be a rip off of the total uh total uh deletion. Uh so whatever that's gonna be, but nonetheless, Bray Wyatt is also getting back to traditional Bray Wyatt, where he's just having fused by himself in matches and then whatever that just doesn't make sense where he's on the lower end of the stick. So I don't know, but yeah, it, it didn't make Here's sense. Here's a rumor for you. He's going to lose that match and then come back as a, and tag with his brother. And they're going to go into the whole believe thing as a tag team. Okay. Next, no, next. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're already at an hour mark, but we're not stopping. We're going We're going for it. We're, getting, we're going down the hole. Oh, no. Mark. We're doing Iron it. Renegade. So, Iron Man show. Uh, for the last topic before we get over to the rumor, the rumor report, Sami Zayn, what in reincarnation does the WWE or what are they doing with him? And do they know what to do with Sami Zayn? He no. also he, he just moved and he still doesn't look like they know what to do. So so everybody's just no. No, <laughs> no absolutely not. Nope. No, no I, I have a, I have a comment. Go for it. No, it was well, I don't, I don't know if it's a comment or more of a remember um Battleground last year here in DC? Absolutely one of the best matches against right. Uh, Kevin that Owens. My, that, that was my first, you know, pay-per-view with my son. And that was the first time we watched Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn wrestle live. And what a match. And yeah. who won that match? Sami Zayn won it. 
Fast forward yeah. to now, and you look what has happened to Kevin Owens and what has happened to Sami Zayn. It's like, who really was the loser out of that match? It's Sami Zayn, and I, and I don't get it. And I think even the crowd now is starting to get a little bit, just not into it anymore. Like that, the, his entrance, you know, got people hype and still gets yeah. people hype. But I think even that's dying now. And I mean, it's you know, it's for the guy. He, he doesn't have more. I mean, he has that Congo hat. I guess is that selling. Um, he has the shirt and the ugly ass no. color. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're right. Sewage green, nobody's buying yeah, that. Yeah, ever. No, I want a Sami Zayn shirt, but not in that color. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, go ahead Jamal. No, I said, to be fair, I think people were still hype off of the memory from his previous work, whether it was in Ring of Honor or whether it was in, uh, you know, around the country in indie work, wherever it was. Um, they were hyped for that, and they were hoping that they were going to bring that guy back. That guy isn't here. El Generico is in Tijuana saving the orphanage uh, from the banditos. Good for him. <laughs> but Sami Zayn and whatever he does is um, he's turned into this like hipster douche, Portlandia, Jesse Eisenberg type character. And like, I don't know if he's like going to be like green green tea, like trying to like build heating pumps in you know Mozambique or some damn where. He reminds me of those kids on the corner from like Save the Children that want me to donate a nickel to their cause to like build an, an ivory water tower in South Africa somewhere. Jeez. I get it. I don't care. Go and, and do the wrestling. That's why you're here. Yeah. I don't I'm not interested in anything else from him other than doing the wrestling. He can do it, he can do it in French, he can do it in Arabic, he can do a lot of things that we all know what he can do. It's just that yeah. we're not seeing that guy. Yeah. We're yeah, seeing I mean, somebody else, the Starbucks I mean, version of him. I mean, argue, arguably, besides AJ Styles, Sami Zayn is relevant in the conversation for Superstar of the Year straight off his wrestling because he was in arguably two of the top best matches all over the entire wrestling platform last year with one against Kevin Owens at Battleground and yep. two with Sami Zayn, uh, I mean, with um, Nakamura at NXT Dallas. Yes. So the, the guy can do it. He left NXT, obviously, after that, got put into the Kevin Owens feud, and again, like you said, he, he has been ultimately the loser after that. Um, the gimmick, I guess, whatever the gimmick is, but, I mean, he kind of was, like, sort of, say, trying to brush upon um, Mick Foley to, like, get favors. I, I, don't, I don't really get that. Like, the nice guy he was kind of talking a little bit more. I, I, don't, I really don't know what the direction that he was going with him, and that brings us back to the initial question. Do they know what they're doing with him? Because I don't even see it. Nope. I don't even see where the future's going. And even if they even if they even if they are trying to set them back, set them up for some of these matches to happen again, cool. But who's to say it's not gonna just make them go down the same path once again? Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Nakamura obviously goes up after that. Sami Zayn goes to being irrelevant. When I, Kevin Owens attacked Sami Zayn in NXT just before I wanna say uh, revolution or one of like takeover. Um, that was a huge deal. It wasn't just, oh, well, there's Sami Zayn, a guy that we know and like, you know, doing things that we know and like. And here comes Kevin Owens, and my God, we've seen what they can do together. And they built this friendship, and they built that whole thing, and we've seen how well they work together. I don't know what happened between a year and a half to two years ago and today, where his character is has drifted out of whatever that that place that he needs to be in to be. Ring of Honor, um, you know, El Generico or NXT Sami Zayn. 
Whatever he needs to do to get back to that place, he needs to do it now because the ship is sailing on. Absolutely, Doctor M. This is your topic. So obviously, do you have a re- do you have a resolution or uh, a solution to this, or is this just you don't even know yourself? Send him to NXT. I think the solution is to be consistent with him. The problem with Sammy, I don't think there's a problem with Sammy Zayn. I think his character is fine. Obviously, he's a great wrestler. Um, the problem is not with him. The problem is that whoever is book in charge of booking him is so stop and go. Right, we know he can deliver in the ring, but last year with the whole Braun Strowman feud, he had this whole little engine that could thing going, and I thought that could have worked if WWE kept with it, but the Braun Strowman feud came and went, and then they just stopped. Right, Then we started having hints toward him feuding with Stephanie McMahon and the Authority. Right, I think that's always a great spot for you know a face to be in, to try to build the face up, and I would have looked forward to seeing that. Um, in many ways, I think Sami Zayn would have been a better fill for that spot than Seth Rollins. Uh, but they hinted toward it, and then they stopped. Right. So the problem is not with Sami Zayn. His character's fine. He's great in the ring. The problem is that whoever is booking him is so stop and go, and it's that inconsistency is hurting him. I 100% agree with everything. I think Sami Zayn was on a track to, to emulate Daniel Bryan's uh, recent success before he had to bow out. But and, and again, the inconsistency has kind of uh, killed a lot of his momentum. But if you don't have anything for him, send him to the NXT. Why not 205 Live, who actually Ooh. needs a little bit of a booster right here? Is that still on? It is. <laughs> and, 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 oh. and arguably, if it's not because of the, the massive amount of wrestling that you can watch, it has not been bad. No, it there's hasn't. Been some, there's been yeah. some interesting feuds. Austin Aries has definitely been a jolt to them. But why why not send somebody to 205 Live? And actually, I know this sounds crazy as I don't know what. And I, I obviously I think the match already happened. Uh Doug, I think you may be able to chime in on this or anybody else. The Tyler Bate and uh Jack Gallagher match for the UK championship. That's what? next week. But it but it's already happened, correct? And it happened. Well, it, was, it, was, right. it was taped yeah. last night. It was, or tape, whatever it was. Yes, it was a tape. Right. But it's part of the NXT May shows. Okay, gotcha. Before you. Was, um Take over. When are we gonna start seeing something interesting like that? See the UK championship on 205 Live because he, he's won, or actually see some of these guys, Apollo Cruz, who should probably be 205 lean right now. You know, but I think come down. I think anybody can guest star on 205 Live. I don't think Finn Balor should be excused from doing a match on 205 Live. I don't yeah. think uh you know if Apollo Cruz is gonna fit it. If Seth Rollins is under 205, then sure, get it done. Um, but I think it would be kind of cool for like them to say, I challenge anybody in the back, and Fowler comes out. How yeah. cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, okay, so the other question about this too is, when was the really the tradition, the, um, the transition from NXT when that type of thing was happening to now this new NXT where it's not, whereas NXT is just the roster now? Dusty Before when everybody, yeah, yep. That Dusty yeah, died and took an XT with it. That's crazy. All, all accounts, too. Um, we haven't seen a good person come cold turkey through the system since Paige. I got the whole Dusty package as far as right. having the, the talent, the mic work, um, and creating an identity. So they don't yeah, create that, superstars in NXT anymore. They um, no way, package Jose. indie stars. Yeah, that's it. I mean, because Chris Hero, I mean, obviously, everybody knows that guy can do. And to see him run out with um, Roger Strong and uh, Ruby Riot, 
to to face sanity to back up um Ty Dillinger. That looks really misplaced for me. And I think Chris Earl's like 37. Yeah. So you know, it's just not it's it's just not coping with me right right now, um, right? But I, I'll give you uh you know no way Jose, and I think that's a great example. But we need more guys like him, and we know that they have guys. I know that a lot of those guys from Breaking Ground didn't make it, or for whatever reason they're not there. But they do have people <laughs> waiting in the ring yeah. that are doing the Florida circuit that we just haven't heard from yet. I don't know what they're waiting for. But if it weren't because of the draft, if it's not because of the superstar shakeup, then I don't know what they're waiting for to get people up to the TV and NXT. Shout out to Patrick Clark, who have, who must who nickname might be Houdini, because I think that was a person, but I've never seen him. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this other guy, the, the Yeti, uh, who also won Tough Enough, who also nicknamed should be Houdini, because I've never seen that guy as well either. Yep. So, no, but he, yeah, the Yeti buried buried himself. Um, oh, with that one tweet, huh? With that with one, with that tweet? one tweet, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So when he That's called, great. was it the uh, social outcast jobbers? That was it. He's done. Shout out to the social outcast. <laughs> Because I missed the social outcast. I didn't get a t-shirt. I wanted a t-shirt so bad. He was 50% right on that tweet because there's there's this Adam Rose guy who's not even in uh WWE anymore. There's uh Bo Dallas who has not been relevant since NXT. And um who else was in there? Huh? Uh he's he stay he's later. Oh, and Curtis Asu. Is he even on the roster? He is. Yeah, yeah, Curtis Axel made a bit in superstars. Can somebody tell me what show Kurt Axel's on right now? Superstars. Superstars. Or main event. Yeah. See main me? event? So, yeah, so I mean, main both event, of those brands are fighting over him. Superstars and main event are fighting over him. <laughs> so you trying to tell me that there's actually there's a, a third going brand on. people got drafted to. <laughs> well, no, they, 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 they pre-taped those before Raw and SmackDown. But, um, yeah, man, if you're in, like, Iceland, Curtis Axel is huge as Iceland. <laughs> Well, if it makes you all uh, feel any better, I don't know if you all had a chance to see uh, see everyone post spoilers with from the NXT tapings now. Um, don't. But it seems like based on last night that WWE is leaning toward focusing on some of their homegrown talent based on last night's taping. I mean, the indie people are still there, but a lot of the homegrown talent actually got a chance to shine, it, it seems. So who knows where that's going? Hopefully they stick with it, but... I haven't looked at the spoilers only because I'm going to take over Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I watched. And I looked at them and I was just, oh, you, you're lying because you gonna bring it up, but you have saw some of the spoilers because you brought it up. You brought something up before we went on air. A debut. I did. Yes, and an inj- a potential injury. Is it Hideo Itami again? No, time out. No, before we even switch any of this conversation. Curtis Axel's for superstars? <laughs> yes. Titus O'Neil didn't even get drafted to superstars? Titus O'Neil will never go away. He's a cancer. <laughs> look, look, let's, let's get into the rumor reports real quick. Um, I got a couple right. of things, and um, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to steal your shine for the ones you submitted as well, too. But um, I want to know what you guys know, and if you don't know anything, then whatever. But um, AAA and Impact Wrestling has a deal in place, which um, ultimately gives um some of the stars from lucha underground and i emphasize some of the stars because i read something else um on cage side seats uh 
seats. Yes, thank you. Um, on their site, and I I tweeted them, but I didn't get an answer. So maybe somebody else can clarify clarify this. But some of the Lucha Underground stars can appear, but cannot use their character. Right. So I get it. Pentagon Junior uses one of his many aliases that he has out there. But I also saw that it said Ricochet cannot appear on TV. So I, I don't get I don't get what this means. Um. I think the entire situation is a bit unfortunate. And the reason why is because TNA is a thing. They don't really make any money. They don't make any money on TV. They don't tour. They don't make any money on merchandising from anything else. Uh, So what's the point of going from one largely unknown entity to another largely unknown entity? Um, It doesn't really make sense to me. But if they have an opportunity to work, good for them. But as far as you know, capitalizing on the, the success of Lucha Underground, TNT, TN, uh, well, TNT would be better, but TNA is not the way to go. As far as using uh, their names and stuff like that, um, I think that, that a lot of that stuff has been, it's more of when they do shows, they're going to do like joint shows, kind of like how ROH and New Japan does. And um, they're going to have... Uh, not the same characters in um, um, Lucha Underground, but like different you know characters based around those characters. And as far as Ricochet down appearing on TV, the word is that I'm hearing is that he's on the outs with AAA and Lucha Underground. Yeah, as everybody pre- predicted, the guy got the guy future is bright. I mean, he might as well just be like Jimmy Garoppolo for the Patriots. The, the checkbooks are waiting for this guy everywhere. So. <laughs> um, the next. Uh, the next thing is okay. So, Doug, um, we talked about this a little bit too before air, and um, obviously everybody should be aware of this situation. But WWE, okay. So, first of all, the Hardys are back and their team is stream, and basically the hard um the, the WWE is working with Impact Wrestling to come up with some type of a deal so that they're able to use the Hardys are able to um use the broken gimmick. So. Thoughts on this, and I, I'll start down the long end again with uh, Doctor L. Actually, and, and and actually, to 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 put that more to a perspective to talk about it, actually, um, you know, what does that mean if you have any if you have any comments on that? But you know, is that good news that that we're going to get the broken uh, gimmick, or you know, is this just not going to happen? What do you think? I mean, if they do manage to get the gimmick, I think it's great news. Uh, that's the momentum the Hardys came in on, right? And so, I mean, you can already see on Raw, like, is the excitement is starting to taper off a bit, right? And so if they can get that broken gimmick back, then that's great news. Um, will it happen? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it did. Uh, WWE seems to win more often than lose when it comes to these negotiations and lawsuits and so forth. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And like I said, if they get it, great. John? Um, the, the track record of Vince using other people's gimmicks is not very good. He doesn't like to. So I, unless Triple H has his ear on it, uh, hope, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jamal? Sorry. So, so the idea is, um, and, I, and I have this in the news also, but it's a different story. Uh, do I think it's a good idea that um, 
uh, the Hardys are becoming broken, so to speak, on TV? Uh, the short answer is no. And the reason why is because the they're taking away the ownership. Number one, that, that proves to me that WWE doesn't believe that the Hardys actually retain the rights to their product. Um, the second thing is uh, is that if WWE it doesn't retain uh, the Hardys don't retain the rights and TNA actually does, then WWE will become the proprietors of uh, the broken gimmick, which means that the people that created it can't actually use it because it's not theirs anymore. Similar to how Cody Rhodes has to do something different uh, now that he can't be Cody Rhodes anymore. He can be Cody Avenue or Cody Street or whatever he wants to do, but he can't be Cody Rhodes. The point <laughs> is, is that the uh, initial, the epitome for all of this came from the mind of Matt Hardy. And now that mind has been transferred to Kevin Dunn. That scares me. <laughs> Good point. Ever comments on this? I think Jamal pretty much hit it out of the park. It's like, you know, it, it's not so much if, uh, you know, it, it's a dumpster fire at, at, at Impact Wrestling. So, I mean, WWE can just go in there and buy whatever they want, but at the same time, it's like it, they own it. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't see the Hardys. Are you going to give it to them as a gift? You know, it's like we all want to see it. That was the loudest pop in return I've heard in a long time at WrestleMania. But it's like, do you need the, do you need the broken gimmick? To, it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it could be used. I don't know if it works. Like you said, anytime Vince touches something that he didn't create, it, it doesn't seem to get over. And, is it time to let it go? But I don't think I think the Hardys are far, far from nostalgia for a lot of us. That it, that it's sad that if Matt doesn't have that, it, it, that that it doesn't work. That I'd love to see it. It'd be great to see. I just think yeah, way too much, way too many legal questions to, yeah. to, to find an answer. So I guess right, it's long and short of it. <laughs> so and uh yeah, I, I, you know, I was there at WrestleMania, my first Mania, and that was the loudest pop-up I have ever heard, and it was the, the loudest pop of the night, and the whole stadium went nuts, and after they all cheered, they started the whole deleted chant, and so, I mean, 70,000 plus can be wrong, I think. Um, honestly, I'm glad they came back, but this was more of a question that I had for the show, um, this topic, but, you know... I, I don't really like calling them the Hardy Boys anymore. I mean, you know, Jeff is 40, Matt is almost 40. You know, can we at least just call them the Hardys? Do we have to go with Team Extreme? Uh, you know, I, I would like to see the gimmick, but done, that, that gimmick, but done properly. But like John said, Vince McMahon just doesn't like using gimmicks that were that came from somewhere else that, you know, wasn't his mind or, you know, his, his team. So do I hope we see it? I really hope we do get to see it, but done properly. Maybe down the line, like, you know, the team breaks up and then that what causes, you know, brother brother Matt to come out and then brother Nero. But I just don't want to see it done half ass and just out of the blue for no reason. It's like... I did read where it says that WWE is not getting involved. He's, they're letting Impact and the Hardys work it out or something. What? Oh, that's simply my comment. I'm just going to wait and see how it plays out legal stuff. Um, I don't want any parts of it, nor am I invested in it. And um, from my initial thoughts about it, where I thought the, the Hardys had rights to it, and I thought Reba Hardy was actually the creator of this, I sort of thought. And the way how she was kind of uh, puffing her chest up at um, Impact made me think that they had, you know, pretty much in control of this situation 
Um, so the return for them coming out as team and stream brought questions about it. And now this also blows up more smoke for me. So I'll just wait and see how it plays out. If they, if they come out with the broken gimmick, fine. It's going to go over. We know it. But right now, they're just going to sell like hella merch. And they're just going to work with this until it all plays out. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, but um, that thing, that, that's the problem, though. As, as wrestlers being independent contractors, as fans of wrestlers being independent contractors, we want to see them do well. And obviously doing well means having a great match, but realistically that also means the the, the merch from, from from having a great match and everything that they've put into it. And for the fact that they came up with this thing, uh, cultivated it, grew it themselves, it took off like wildfire and it could, it could have not. But everybody knows where they were when they watched their YouTube for the first time because nobody watches Pop TV. When, <laughs> when they watched their YouTube for the first time, when they saw that Reby Hardy's playing in, in, a, in their living room, and the Rock and Roll Express got thrown into a volcano. Those are those seminal moments that people will definitely remember. People were talking about it. Where were you when Ricky Morton took a shovel to the face? So I think because of that, and to see it come down to a tit-for-tat uh, legal dispute, and the fact that WWE doesn't have enough confidence in the Hardys to actually retain their own you know, product, let's just you know calling it what it is, um, because it's their gimmick, uh, on, on, so to speak. Maybe not on paper, though. Uh, that's more telling. And as far as the money goes, yeah, sure, you could have merch uh, sales, but Vince McMahon owns the building. And that's that it's whatever money that they could make, he's going to make 20 times more than that. And I think they deserve better than that, considering this is all their idea. Well said. All right, Jamal, you know what time it is. So it's it's uh, 420 today for a lot of people around the world, and you all know what that means. I hope you did got something for that cough. It is National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. So congratulations to all of you uh, celebrating with a nice slice of pineapple upside down cake. And if you are celebrating National Cheese Fries Day, uh, we also salute you at the Bitco Belt Wrestling Podcast. But let's get into the news. Um, uh, a couple of things going on today. Um, the first thing is uh, China. Um, she passed away a year ago today. And it was uh, a, a documentary is coming out this fall. I did not know that she was in the middle of shooting one at the time of her uh, death, but um, it's supposed to come out this fall. There's a trailer that was just released. It's on the internet, and it actually has her last phone calls and conversations where she was admitting that she needed help with life. And unfortunately, that was three days before she died. So it's called Wrestling with China. It's a documentary. Uh, New York Post has an article on it, and uh, you can check that out uh, later this fall. It doesn't say if it's going to be released in theaters or not, but um, interesting to know that that's actually becoming a thing. Um, moving on really quickly, in Washington State, uh, their governor has just signed what's been known as the Theatrical Wrestling Bill. It's a bill that allows uh, cuts out a lot of the loopholes that indie promotions need to go through at the time to start up a promotion. It would cost them thousands of dollars in licensing fees. And much like with a shady club promoter, you would have to give the state and the licensing board um, a lump sum of money up front to uh, even put on the show. Uh, be damned of the venue, but everybody has to be licensed. You have to pay for your own ambulance and stuff like that. And uh, Washington State has made it a lot easier for indie promotions to start up and do things. And um, hopefully that will spur the rise of uh, indie wrestling over in the great Northwest. 
support indie wrestling. That's why we're all here. That's how we've all came to be on this uh, show, especially tonight. And it's definitely a good thing. Um, continuing on about the broken gimmick. So this is from Sports Kita. You can take it worth a grain of salt. But apparently, McMahon doesn't like the broken gimmick. Arguably, it's because he didn't create it, and it's he because he's a petty a-hole that he doesn't really feel that um, he can use the broken gimmick. Well, obviously, 70,000 people can't be wrong, so expect the parties to be broken soon. Expect them after the next pay-per-view to lose the tag team titles and go their separate ways and uh, reconvene as their broken selves. Um, the rumor or rumors are is that there's going to be a Matt versus uh, Bray Wyatt program leading into SummerSlam, which could be interesting. And it also makes sense as Bray would need something to do after his deal with Randy Orton, the, the fun house match or whatever the hell they're having, <laughs> which good luck with that. Uh, I spoke earlier about uh, some uh, new heels coming to SmackDown Live, and that that is um, the miracle. Mike Bennett and his wife, Maria Canellis. In it. Um, apparently, the, the rumors are that they're coming straight to SmackDown Live and skipping NXT, which I think is a good move. Maria's obviously been at WWE before, so she has something to build on. And Mike, Mike, Mike Bennett, you know, he's basically the Miz, just taller. Um, so I think that that could definitely work. I would hope that they would give them, since they are a package deal, uh, them versus Rusev and Lana obviously could be a thing. Uh, them versus Naomi and maybe Anuso. Hell, even Carmella and uh, James Ellsworth to start off could be a thing. And uh, Bennett come sooner than later. They are done with Impact Wrestling. They've been done since February. And finally, do we care? Uh, Natalia Neidhart did a People Magazine interview where she talks about her cat and how people don't like her voice. Do we care? Hold on, Tabby, you just bringing your segment? Do we care like that, like on the slide? <laughs> That's right. We gotta, we gotta go, man. We're over an hour. We gotta go. All right. So. Dude, so Natty has a terrible voice and she loves her cat. Do we care? <laughs> okay. No one. Next. Matter of fact, Next. I'm just gonna I'm I'm going to check to see if anybody that's on the show currently right now is following uh Paul, two Pauls. Because if you are, <laughs> whoever got mad at me for watching Total Divas, you have a bigger problem. I'm mad at you for knowing that his name is Two Pauls. She advertises it all the time. <laughs> She's a heel. Why do you know that? She ha she's a heel because I'm too chained. So I know somebody else that's trying to come close to me with two paws. Anyway, mm. she always she always wow. starts off by her heel gimmick and heel this, but hey guys, make sure you follow my cat, two paws. I was like, but just on, on a serious note, Natty should have taken a pointer from uh, Naomi and reinvented herself because oh. she has never won the title <laughs> and she never will, especially now that she's the crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, a zillion percent agree. Yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Chris Jericho is going to be on Tanked. Uh, the new season starts tomorrow on Animal Planet. Do we care? No. I have no idea what Tanked is. Yeah, what, no, yeah. So, so Tanked is a show where superstars get elaborate fish tanks and other, like, terrariums built in their stupid oh, houses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh. don't. Mm -mm. Why are you excited about this? No, that, that was, mm-mm. Nope. I only watched uh, <laughs> the, one episode Don't try Fluffy. to save it now. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, fish tanks, for real? <laughs> no, net. <laughs> okay, good. John, John, um, can, I can said, see it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> John is a great uh, poker player, I think. Uh, oh, absolutely. 
Damian Sandow uh, was on Xbox uh, podcast and he gave a little bit of insight as to what he's going to be doing next. Do we care? Who who was on Xbox? What? Uh, uh, Damian Sandow. Oh, right. That guy. Uh, it doesn't have to do with the wrestling. I don't care. Uh, and it doesn't. So I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, lastly, Simon Gotch, uh, spill the beans on why he actually left WWE. Do we care? I, I, do. I do. I do care. Really? Yeah. I, I was a big okay, fan so, of the villains. Agree. Um, the, the long and short of it is, is that uh, Gotch was backstage. Um, he had a faulty chair. It broke. And he was trying to do a bit. And it was painfully unfunny. And he was at WrestleMania work, uh, and, and he called over a guy that um, didn't work for the company. He was a local contractor setting up the stage for WrestleMania. And he said, hey, guy, uh, pin me. And the guy's like, hey, you talking about? So they tried to do that whole bit. It was kind of weird. And uh, so that was like started the start of it. And it culminated with him leaving because basically they had nothing for him. He was generally unhappy. So he rolled. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so there you have it. That's do we care. <laughs> and I'm actually surprised that one of you guys didn't care this week. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm just very disappointed on the whole bad villain situation. How they didn't get over. I really loved. It. They were one of the reasons why I got into NXT because the whole entrance, the whole whole style of the whole thing worked for me. And when they came to, you know, the big leagues, I really thought that they were gonna do a lot better than they did. I, you know, I don't know well, who's to blame, but they just. I don't think it's a matter of blame. The main roster is a different audience. Yeah, um, okay. If you've ever been, it would, you got to go to a takeover. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the crowds. I'm sure you, it's a different yeah, feeling. Yeah. It's a different show. And uh, a lot of this stuff just doesn't go over. Yeah, you, you know, you're trying to do no, a no, no, two hour, three hour show. And you got these guys coming out with top hats. But, but boy, that, the push that uh, Simon Gotch got was huge, huh? How about that push that he got? Uh -huh. Single push. You know, they talk about now how he was going to get that single push now that, you know, he was a single wrestler. Yeah. Boy, he's only second to, uh, what's his name? The, the guy who, uh, the new jobber in, 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 in SmackDown. Oops, sorry for using that word. Please don't fire me. Um, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins. He's only second to Kurt Hawkins. He comes out, yeah. gets on the mic, and then gets pinned in like 30 seconds. Dude, you know what? I got to say, that is not entertaining, but it just, I just, I just, well, oh, here we go. As soon as he says, yeah, nobody in the locker room or face the facts, whatever he says. I'm I like, give oh, 10 seconds. <laughs> as soon as the camera looks over, I was like, here we go. So, yeah. Right. So it's a rough business out there, huh? Mm. Anywho, I appreciate everybody for getting together for this special show. It was absolutely fun, entertaining. It's the most I've laughed on the show in a long time because actually, Jamal wasn't being crabby today, so oh, had nothing to do. Had nothing to do with any of you guys. <laughs> this way, oh, <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. Um, again, um, shout out to Nova Pro Wrestling. Um, yes. Our home indie talent, uh, indie promotion with a, a lot, a lot of talent, obviously. Um, just just our home because you know they bring a good promotion, good show, good fans. Um, everything about them. Shout out to Mike, um, who just tweeted us saying he's gonna listen to the show since we completed everything. So, um, again, we you know, when we get closer to the show, we'll make sure that we get Mike back on. 
or maybe we'll do another fan show with everybody when we preview the next one, which is in May. So um, the only problem is we're not going to be there. Well, some of us is going to be. I, I'm sorry, me and Jamal are not going to be there because we're going to be flying out to Chicago. So we'll still preview it. Community celebration. We're not going to see a celebration, but that does not mean that this celebration. That does not mean that this celebration should not be on Periscope. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll make sure we have um we make sure we have our eyes to it whatever. But anyway, again, we appreciate everybody for coming on. But before we go. Uh, let's go down the list again. Make sure you guys plug your Twitter handles and everything. Um, like I said, if you write for a blog or you have your own podcast, whatever you're doing your spare time, your just just make sure you plug it. So the, the floor is yours, John. Uh, just thanks for having me on. Uh, don't really do the Twitter thing. I have one, but I, I don't need to plug it. But thanks for having <laughs> me. On. <laughs> Absolutely, dog. You, you got it anytime, man. Let us yeah. know. And um, duh. Uh, no, thanks a lot for having me. This was my first podcast. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, Nova Pro is like a school for me when it comes to indie wrestling. I'm learning so much from them, learning so much from you. Thanks to them, I got to meet you guys. And, and you know, I love listening to the show. I'm, I'm so pumped that I got to be a part of it. And, and hopefully we get to do it again. Thanks a lot. Anytime, buddy. Just let us know. Appreciate you supporting us as well, too. And uh, Edward, come on. Bring, bring it home, buddy. Nah, you, you guys are great, man. I, I, thanks for having me on. It's uh, keep doing what you do. I love it. And if you want to follow us, just remember it's one at Gated Community on on Twitter, and keep them coming. I am I'm as quick as they go, and uh, we'll see you guys in May. So Absolutely. thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, Dr. M, any closing remarks from you on your half? Uh, other than a great show, enjoyed uh, especially the, you guys talking about indie wrestling. Um, like you guys, I'm big supporter of indie wrestling, and I'm not home in the DMV too much anymore. But love hearing what's going on with Nova Pro. Yeah, dude. You know when you come home, you, if you, you you plan it correctly, make sure you come home so we can get you in one of those Nova Pro shows, man. They show yeah. us man love, so it'll just be like yeah. as if you've been yeah. there the entire time. And you know, people walk us to us all the time, give us you know support and suggestions and there's always positive vibes being there so you know like i said you haven't been there yet but it'll be just like you've been the entire time it's home jamal final comments from you sir yeah man, it was a good time a heck of a show and um evolved this weekend nxt takeover in may looks like a hot summer absolutely um so again for two chains the big old belt wrestling podcast crew and for our special fans and friends and the family of the show, uh, we will catch you guys next Thursday, Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock. All right? Appreciate everybody coming on. We'll catch y'all next week. See ya.